giving us a lump of coal for Christmas because we're playing the Bucks again on Christmas Day. Uh, so we're going to have to strap up and learn from this. But I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to be brutally honest today. I'm not sure how much learning we can really do. I mean, when I'm looking at this Knicks versus Bucks matchup, there's defensive fires all over the place. There are certain things that we can do to make things better. But when I look at what the Knicks are doing and what the Bucks are doing and their personnel, it just seems like an extremely bad matchup for us. All right? At least defensively. At least defensively. And you can go all the way through down the line. When you're going Giannis versus Randall, those two guys kind of, they, they cancel each other out. They're like two titans. They're like two bulls. They're butting heads, and they cancel each other out, right? Offensively, Brunson, he's scoring a little bit more than Dame, but the issue is not Brunson's offense, more so the defense, because this is what's happening. We have Dante DiVincenzo, who is a, a, a great three-point shooter, um, I still feel like Grimes is the better defender on Dane. But as we all can see, DiVincenzo is absolutely the best three-point shooter and the best offensive player for these Knicks. And we're not in this game in this first quarter for that short time that we were in the game if Dante DiVincenzo was not on the floor. Uh, as much as Grimes is a, a little bit better defender, than DiVincenzo at the point of attack, it seems it's not enough. It's really not enough, really, to stop him. Just slow him down a minute. So just slow Dame down a bit. So it's like you're looking at this game going, all right, the defense seems like we're not going. We see, it seems like we're not going to get a handle of the defense, and our only real chance is to outscore them, which is a tall task when you're playing the Bucks. Uh, so we got Dane cooking DiVincenzo, which leaves Jalen Brunson guarding Beasley. Now, Beasley is not a guy who's going to isolate you to death. He's a catch-and-shoot player. But what's been happening this game and the last game is when Brunson is trying to be in position to help and has to recover to Beasley, Beasley straight up just shoots right over him. There was a few times when Brunson was actually right up on him. Um, I actually felt like Brunson's defense this game was a lot better than the last time we played the Bucks, But it doesn't really matter because Beasley is so much taller than him, he just shoots right over him. So now you're looking at both guard positions where we have zero chance of slowing the Bucks down whatsoever. Then you go to Middleton versus R.J. Barrett. Middleton is 6-7. RJ is a, is a shooting guard playing small forward. Middleton cooking RJ all night long, shooting over him. Then 
We'll have Grimes on him, on Middleton, or even whoever. He takes them in the post. Zero chance of us slowing down Middleton whatsoever. Zero chance. Then you have Randall guarding Middleton, guarding Giannis. Giannis, you can't really be stopped, right? You can't be stopped. But what happens when Giannis goes downhill, you have to send help. And when help is sent, he kicks it out to the three-point shooter and is going down. And then you have Hartenstein, who gets two fouls in the first two minutes of the game. And we have Taz Gibson guarding centers and guarding Giannis because Hartenstein has two fouls in the beginning of the game. This fires all over the place. We really don't have a defensive advantage anywhere on the floor. And that's a problem. Which means, and the, even if you go to the bench, Bobby Portis had 20, was it their, their was, it, was Bobby Portis' second leading scorer? Bobby Portis might have been their second leading scorer. Giannis, 28 points. Bobby Portis, 23 points. Bobby Portis was their second leading scorer. scorer. This is one of those games where you can feel, where you can see that we don't have a true backup power forward. We have a guard playing power forward. There's not a lot of old school post-up bigs left in the league. Really. But Bobby Portis is definitely one of them. And Josh Hart was having a hard time guarding Bobby Portis. The only time we were really able to match up with Bobby Portis is when Randall was in the game with him and Randall was able to cook Bobby Portis and Bobby Portis was getting foul trouble and they was going back and forth uh, trash talking and Julius Randall's like, I'm getting in your mind. Like, that's the only time when we really was able to stand up to him. But we don't have a real power forward. So now you're looking at Bobby Portis posting up guards all game. And then kicking it, and then kicking it out to people for open shots. Defensively, there are fires everywhere. And the best we can hope to do is to close out on those threes or just get turnovers when they kick it out to the three and not allow them to even not even allow them to pass the ball to the corner. That's the best we can kind of hope for at this point. Um it's that. Or we have to outscore them, which is another big problem. Because now I'm looking at the you're looking at the Bucks, right? Look at look at the scoring of the Bucks. Giannis has 28 points. He's doing Giannis things. Dame has a quiet 19 points, but Dame has the luxury of having a quiet 19 points. He doesn't have to force it. You know why? When Bobby Portis, I mean, when Dane passes it to Beasley or Giannis passes it to Beasley, he can give you 19 points. And then he can also pass it to Middleton, who, can, who gave him another 20 points. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson are doing their job offensively this season. This duo has probably been the best Knicks duo we've had in a very long time. And it seemed like offensively, those two got it together. They know how to feed off each other. The problem is we're not getting production out of anybody else on this team. Outside of those two. I'm sorry, three. 
DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo. And that's the big problem. When DiVincenzo was off the floor in the first quarter, it, start, it started to get a struggle. Because that's when the game started to, to really falter. And we had to rely on, you know, RJ uh, to make shots, which uh, it was rough. I was at the game today, guys. It was rough. It was really – RJ shot three air balls. The process that I, I – the process that I loved so much when he first started the season, when he was able to read the defense, uh, pass before things were happening, uh, shoot open threes, uh, shoot off the dribble. He shot a little bit off the dribble today. All that stuff seemed like he went out the window. He was clanking at the rim a lot. The floater game wasn't there. The air balls were embarrassing. It was bad. It was really bad. And we need more from RJ, but it's 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 scary, man. It's looking really scary. For RJ Barrett, it is, it is year five. I was extremely hopeful at the beginning of the season, and it looking like he's regressed, and it's concerning me. It's it's concerning me for real because this team, with with the way Dante is shooting, like I I used to think when I was talking to Lee about you know, I used to think that you know what maybe it might not be as important for RJ to take that next step. If we have Dante here who can carry the, the, the load offensively, but it really doesn't matter because at this point, when we get to the second unit, RJ and IQ are running the second unit. Right? You have RJ and IQ running the second unit. And if both of those guys are out, it doesn't really matter. Because RJ RJ is gonna get the more RJ is gonna get the chance to run the team even more than anybody else on the squad outside of Randall. And Jalen Brunson. And if he can't get it together, if he can't be your third scorer, because he's gonna be taking the third, he's gonna be taking the third most shots on the team, then we're gonna be in trouble. Uh, which brings me to the second unit. Now, Tibbs has been extremely hesitant to bring Hartenstein. To the first unit. And I feel like I'm we're starting to see the ripple effects of Hartenstein not being in that second unit. Because now that Hartenstein's in the first unit, the the chemistry of the second unit offensively it seems off. It seems off. IQ, he's kind he's been shot hunting for a while. But it hasn't been. It wasn't as bad when Hartenstein was in that was in that uh, second unit, and he was able to move the ball. Now, but now that Hartenstein's in the first unit, it's more like my turn, your turn with IQ and RJ, and you don't have that bridge really to kind of get some ball movement going in the second unit, and it's starting to hurt us offensively. Like it, it's like if if they don't make the shot. If you make the shot, we're great. But if you don't make the shot, it's, it's not good. So, like, now it's, it's it's putting too much pressure on them just making the shots one-on-one. So, like, that second quarter, I felt like IQ was going off or trying to go off, and he had a horrible game, only had two points. And the sh- the shots that I was I was like, yeah, you know what, yo, Grimes is getting a lot of shots. Now he's going to the second unit. Grimes is getting more shots now. Grimes is not getting shots anymore in the second unit since Hartenstein's moved to the to the first unit. Grimes got three shots today. 
And then the same thing happened when RJ was taking over in that third, fourth quarter. RJ wasn't passing the ball either. So it's like there, there's a lot, there's a lot going on. There is a lot going on and a lot to fix. And we need and that goes into needing an actual center. Like I love I love the way Hartenstein is with that first unit, but we need a serviceable center so Hartenstein can get some minutes with both units because without Mitch, it's throwing off the equilibrium and the synergy of both units. It's it's it, and it's starting to be more and more noticeable. Beyond Mitch just getting rebounds and blocking shots and helping us get extra possessions because he helps with that too, and he would have helped with that today, but it's also kind of just throwing off the some chemistry things. Like it, Hartenstein's been working well at the first unit when not in foul trouble, but now it's throwing off the second unit a lot. So there, there's. There is a lot going on. There is a lot going on. Um, and right now, it just seems like we don't we match up badly with everybody in that second unit. I mean, with everybody, we, we match up badly with the Bucks in general because of the size difference between Brunson and Beasley, between Portis and Josh Hart, between RJ and Middleton. Um, we weren't as sharp on our defensive rotations for three in general past the first quarter. That's a problem. And offensively, we need shot makers. That's also been a problem. Our three-point shooting has been abysmal. We only shot... Uh, I'm, I'm going off memory. I'm trying to look. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, at, I'm on my laptop. I'm not at the house. So I don't have my usual setup where I have my stats right readily for me. But we shot, I believe, 20-something percent from three today. It was bad. 31, 31% from three. RJ, two for five. Randall, 0 for two. Jalen Brunson, three for five. DiVincenzo, three for six. Josh Hart, 0 for three. Emmanuel Quickly, one for five. Quentin Grimes, one, 0 for one. Yeah. We need firepower, man. Like, and meanwhile, there's like five or there's five people on the Bucks who got 20 points or more. There's a lot going on, man. There's a lot going on. It's, it's the Bucks are a tough matchup, man. I'm not even gonna lie to you. They're a good team. They're a tough matchup. It's, and they're not the best defensive team, but We have offense, but our offense is in specific areas. We have one of the best three-point shooting guards in the NBA, in Jalen Brunson and DiVincenzo. But when those guys are off the floor, then we have quickly. When quickly is not shooting from three well, then it gets shaky. And there lies the issue. So I don't, we got to play them again. We're playing them on Christmas. I hope there's a different outcome on Christmas, but um, it's gonna be it's going to be Tom is gonna be up very late trying to figure out how to stop this team defensively. Straight up. Uh, but yeah, 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 that's that's what I got. I'm gonna read these comments. Shout out to you guys who, who actually watching uh this post game after a loss. 
during the Christmas season. You guys are you, you guys are the best, man. I appreciate you guys. All right. Uh, I see Dejounte Murray stuff. I want to do Dejounte Murray video. I might save the full video. I don't have to go back home tomorrow. But um, yeah, it, it's really funny. I do feel like Dejounte could work for us. It's funny. It's really funny because if you go back to years, uh, Ryan G and I, especially Ryan G, were into bringing Don, uh, DeJounte here to pair with Brunson because of his defense and playmaking. And people were really against it at that time for some reason. I didn't really get it. I thought they would really work well together. But for some reason, a lot of people are now on board. I'm not, I'm not sure what changed between uh, a few years ago when Brunson got here and now. But people are really on it now. And I want to do like a survey to figure out what changed. Because I know me and Ryan G was like, hell yeah, bring DeJounte with, with Brunson. I, I know for us, we felt like three-point shooting might be an issue. But we also felt like... I remember I remember going I remember feeling like there were signs that the shooting was going to come and it actually he shot better. I think he's shooting 36% from 3 this year. So I mean I don't know. I feel like there's a I feel like if you watch the 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 Becky Hammond video that I made and I talked about certain things that a team would need with Brunson being a 1A. Um, one of them was uh, playmaking somewhere else. And actually, Julius Randle has been giving us a lot of that. But I feel like DeJounte would, would help a ton with that, too. Uh, I'm not even going to lie, because, you know, DeJounte, DeJounte, he kind of, he can lead our bench as the, as the main guard and be able to set up an offense. You know what I mean? And right now, that's RJ's job. But I'm not going to lie. I feel a lot more comfortable with that being DeJounte's job. Because that's what he did with the Spurs. And he averaged around nine assists a game. So I, I, I like I feel like a DeJounte in the RJ role. And then we actually have an, like a, a longer three-point shooting type of wing might work out for us. If that's the way the Knicks are going to go. And it seems like that's the way they're trying to go. So uh, I want to keep my eye on that, and I'll give. Well, I'll do a more. I'll do a more detailed video a little bit later. But uh, it is what it is. But shout out to you guys in the chat. Shout out to shout out to Roberto Rivera Jr. Shout out to Sherwin. I already know Sherwin is preaching some some crap. <laughs> shout out to DJ Dax. Says get Levine here and let's be a serious contender. Levine. Uh, the Bulls are winning without Levine. That's a that's a sign. That's a sign. And to be honest with you, DJ, this new cap situation is real. That's like I flip flopped them on Levine. I was for Levine last year, for sure. But I rather I rather a tall defensive wing shoot threes at this point than Levine. Like, think about it. Think about it. Think about think about what we saw today with Dane versus Jalen Brunson, right? 
Dane is a guy who's a clutch player. He can get his buckets when he wants to. If there was a reliable guy who was always there in that corner, we'd be fine. We'd be absolutely fine. We had DiVincenzo there, and he and when DiVincenzo was in the game, we was able to keep up, at least keep up with him offensively. As soon as he left the game, that's when things fell apart. Now you have to rely on RJ to hit open threes, and depending on the day, it'll work. But today it didn't work, and really, RJ hasn't shot well from three. I don't know. I mean, he shot 40% today, which is decent. This was pretty good from three. But offensively, still, like, he wasn't good in general. So you switch that out, it's different. It's a, it's a different look. I don't know. Might have to think about it. Might have to think about it. <clears throat> Sherwin says what we need is a 6'8 DeJounte. I'm with you. I don't agree with you a lot, Sherwin, but I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. My thing is, if we do get a Dejounte, that still doesn't that still doesn't address our biggest need, which is a six seven six eight wing. It would be like, oh, this is cool to have, but now we have another six five guard who can't and who can't defend a guy like Middleton. Like we still end up having similar issues still, but the only thing I feel like it might solve is like maybe more structure running the second unit or something. That's how I see it anyway. Uh, <clears throat> Robert Rivera Jr. says, I would have kept Isaiah Roby. Yeah, interestingly enough, the Knicks today, they signed uh, the center from the G League on a two-way contract. I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a guy who keeps up with Westchester that much. But from what I know, shout out to Jason M. I think he he actually watches G League in the Westchester games. Isaiah Roby was outperforming the center that we called up from what I. But they went with the center because he's taller and a, a better defender. So. Go figure. Go figure. All right. But. I see the DeJounte, DeJounte fans in the fact in the chat. Uncle Ralph Mc, Uncle Ralph McD says too many guards on his Knicks team. They just too small. Knicks need Donovan Mitchell, a true starting wing, and a backup power forward. Donovan Mitchell is small too. That's that's the problem. That's the problem. Like the thing is, you know what? We maybe we'll be able to maybe we would be able to keep up offensively for sure. Um, but we still will have a defensive problem. You know what I mean? Like I said before, there were times in this first quarter where Brunson rotated to the corner, and he was there. He was there. He was correct stance. He challenged. He was in the airspace. But guys were able to just rise and shoot right over him, so it didn't really matter. So I know I know Donovan Mitchell has a longer wingspan, so it might not be as bad a situation, but – to me, we're still in a similar issue. We still have a similar problem. Although maybe the game is closer because we're able to score more. I don't know. That's the way I see it. Then that's that's just the way I see it. Uh, but yeah, six seven six eight win would be would be amazing. They don't grow on trees. They're hard to find. The ones that the ones that I really want that people really do want are on the teams that. 
really don't get along with us in Brooklyn and Toronto Raptors. So we'll see what happens. I mean, the Raptors, the Raptors specifically, I'm really curious to see what happens because, like I said before, Usai Ujiri, he played Russian roulette with Fred Van Vliet. And Fred Van Vliet ended up walking in free agency because he was trying to play hardball um, and not, you know, give the people the contracts they want. Maybe they learn from their mistakes and try not to have those guys walk out the door and do a sign and trade. But I would think that Ujiri wouldn't do something stupid like that twice because that'd be dumb. Uh, but yo, that's it, man. That's all I got to say. Uh, short live. I'm a call the night. Um, if any anybody else has anything else pressing in chat, I'll let, I'll let you know. Uh, I'll shout you out. Uh, Soul Finger says today shows that we are too small and unbalanced. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's something we already knew. We knew we were too small, and we knew we were unbalanced. We're a good team. Um, we're a good team. We have some good bones. I do like the way Randall and Brunson are coming along together. I feel like they're finding a synergy in the way they're scoring. I like their process uh, passing, too. Uh, Randall, sh Randall really showed me something today again. I'm starting to really like they're, – they're playing well off each other, too. Like, I like the way they're playing well off each other. But now it's those – the ancillary pieces aren't as good as the top, as the, the top teams. That's the biggest issue to me right now is the ancillary pieces. Like, if you look at the Celtics, they have their main pieces, and then their ancillary pieces like, you know, KP and Derek White, guys who are reliable on both ends. You know what you're going to get from them from both ends from night to night. It's a, it's a, it's a, a guessing game with us. I, I, you already know what Dante's going to give you threes. You know, RJ is going to get to the foul line most nights. But what are the percentages going to be like? You know what I mean? And we gotta play, we gotta get better defensively. We have to get better defensively rotating. The effort can't be sometimes he as well. Sherwin, there's no way in hell I'm, I'm getting no pedophile Josh Giddy on these Knicks. I'm sorry. You bugging right now. You're bugging right now. All right, yo, that's our show. Thank you guys for watching, man. I appreciate you. Uh, had to hold it down tonight for the squad. Um, but next game, next post game, I'm I'm gonna let you guys know. I'm not sure what's gonna look like on Christmas. Um, it might just be me on Christmas, or it might be the day after. Cause I know. Uh, thank, shout out to Fritz holding it down. I'm gonna be my mom's again, and when I'm, when I'm by my mom's, you know, Fritz kind of runs the show for us. So uh, I'll let you guys know. Um, Christmas Day. So look out for look out. Check out my Twitter. Check out the KLT show. I usually update people there or the community tab in the YouTube. I'll usually let you guys know there what's happening with the show on these weird days where, you know, it's uh, usually like a holiday or like a West Coast trip. I'll usually let you guys know there like what's happening if the show isn't going to be in its usual time slot. All right. So Christmas comes. I'll let you know what's exactly going to happen. It'll either be that Christmas or the next day. Okay, so that's the show. Thank you guys for watching, uh, and I'll see you next time.
Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,